Welcome to the Fathered Podcast, a tactical conversation around the practice of being fathered. I'm your host, Jim Rooney. Welcome to episode four. Today we're going to talk about a deep dive into the first phase of being fathered, the phase in which we learn to belong. Be long. I had a noodle on this one for a while. I seriously, it it, it took me a while to really think through what it is that I want to say. And I, I don't even necessarily know that I have my finger on it. I think belonging, being, we're not human doings, we're human beings. And You know, there's a joke that the fish learns about water last. There's an old fish swimming by a couple of young fish, and he says, hey, boys, water's nice today, huh? And the young fish nod and swim on, and one turns to the other and goes, what's water? (laughs) We, We don't realize what we're being in most of the time, and I know that's a head scratcher still is for me. But this idea of belonging, it's the first thing that gets settled in my life by being fathered. Think about it like this. I know my first name, but then there's a name on the back of my jersey. There's a name Rooney. That name... It's a Gaelic byword meaning champion. <laughs> so I always thought I had a pretty cool last name. Plus people compare me to other, well, not other, but <laughs> they compare me to famous people. Are you, are you, are you related to Andy, Mickey, Wayne? I'm like, yeah, well, we're Irish. So yes, we're all related to each of each other in some way, shape or form. But there's this deep longing to know something about the guy put their name on the back of your jersey. Mm, Love them or hate them. There's a deep yearning to want to belong. You you hear this in people who were adopted and then find out that their birth parents are still around and they're torn. They, They want to, even though they may have gotten everything they needed from these people that poured into them, their adopted parents, they want to somehow go back and find out who they really belong to. You know, it it puts something so settled into the heart of a child to know that they belong. It's not about what they do. It's not about their performance. It's it's simply that we're pleased with you. Not what you do, but who you are. The fact that you are mine and I am yours. I I feel this with my son Keegan all the time. Like, I just love being around the dude. I I don't need him to do anything. He's, He's not even two yet. But it's this wonderful phase of belonging, of where I just get to celebrate that it's my last name on the back of his jersey, the same as my my dad celebrated that it was his last name on the back of my jersey. Now, the the beautiful thing about this is you, you can learn to pull pieces. You can learn to belong in the presence of of other men as well. 
show up with nothing to prove. Just be. Learn to be yourself with them. Be long. Learn to let them do the same thing. Is that something that you've ever thought about? Something you ever practiced? Like, do I belong? Without having to prove anything, do I belong? There's three things that I think communicate this to a young boy. But if if it's a young boy who's missed this, there's a lot of different ways you could miss it. You, you can get communicated. There, there can be a real lack of stability. You don't, you don't have that father figure around. That's like we've talked about somewhat common. Or, or maybe he didn't know how to be. He was physically available, but emotionally distant. Being is, is a real emotional game. Kind of think about it like if, if you're still water. And you can reflect the situation around you. That helps me sometimes when I feel like I'm doing. You know, I had this thing yesterday where my wife and my three kids were just hanging out in the backyard. And they were just being. And they were so happy to be. And there's part of me that just felt felt angsty about it. I, I wasn't in that mode. I wasn't in that. And I went out and did some things. But finally, by the end of the night, I, I clicked it in neutral. I remember to to get into being, to impart that. How do you learn this? How do you learn this idea? Well, it's like I said, it's uh, I'm talking around it today more than I'm talking to it. It's it's more the water we're in than it is who we are. I mean, it, we're going to get to that in the doing phase and the protecting phase and the the adoring phase and the see see all of those are. The overseeing phase, the guiding phase, those are action verbs. Those are all active. This is this is the one phase where more than anything, we the point of this phase is to learn to receive. I'm going to say that again. The point of this phase is to learn to receive. When, when you had a jacked up view of, of who to receive from, a lot of the time you just get right into the doing. Oh, well, I guess I don't know. Nothing's kind of good enough to just be with this dude. So so maybe I'll just go do so much that eventually he'll accept me. You hear this all the time. So I'm going to give you some clues on how to begin to recognize it. How to begin to learn to be. Three simple keys. Presence. Play and profess. Presence, first one. Who you are is different from what you do. It's a bit of a scuba session today, I'm telling you, but who you are is different than what you do. The dream of a lifetime is to align who we are with what it is that we're doing. Imagine that everybody that you met knew didn't say, hey, what's your name? First thing. Who's on your jersey? And they didn't say, what do you do? But they said, and who are you? (laughs) Imagine the difference in communication. One of the most beautiful things I love with my son is just being present with them. My daughters, just being present with them. 
there's men that I think of with fathers and I, I, I just love being in the room with them. There's a sense that there, there isn't anything to do, nothing to prove. I'm here. You're here. That's enough. You, you get this sense that you're enough. I can remember seasons in my life where I was, it felt like I was in an environment that fit me like a couple of, like a pair of pants and a shirt that was a size and a half too small. It was leaving parts of me exposed. And I, I just, I would, I would do weird things to get people to look at the parts of me that I, I really was comfortable with them seeing. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't show up because this, you know, my belly was hanging out here and oh, don't look down at the fact that my ankles are hanging. See, I, I wasn't comfortable with my warts. I wasn't comfortable with somebody actually seeing who I was because I wasn't as comfortable in belonging. There's this real punitive thing that happens when, I, when I'm not so used to just being present with people. There has to be a, there has to be a reason. There has to be a reason. Is it, does there have to be a reason every time you walk in a room? If I'm not careful, there can be for me. A father imparts to a little boy presence. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here, son. It's so important that we have men around us where we feel that hey, I'm here. I'm not here for the journey. I'm not here to fight. I'm not. I'm not here to teach. I'm not here to fix. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Whether you're at your worst, whether you're at your best, I'm here for you. Think about the people that you've stuck with the longest. They've been present for you through the most. What's what's the longest? outstanding relationship you have with another man. How present are you in that relationship? How, how far do you go just to make sure you get in each other's presence to practice being long together, belonging? You know, the second thing that I think we learn in this, and this is such a big one, is play. We get to, because we know we belong, we explore without consequence. You know, Keegan will decide to take in an entire mouthful of anything, juice, milk, water. And then if he feels like it's appropriate, he will spit the entire mouthful on the floor or on himself or from time to time he'll he'll spit it out on the table or... Maybe it's out on me and my chest, and he doesn't see anything wrong with it. He's just playing. Why don't shame him? Sometimes, if it's <laughs> appropriate or inappropriate, I mean, it's just a rag on the floor. I can shut down his little explore. No, we don't do that. I can shut down his little explore explorative mind. Sometimes I just join him. We belong here to get, let's just play. We had so much fun today running around the house. We're playing hide and seek. And he, he just loved it. He just, he just laughed. We were just playing together. We were so in the moment. It was such a present thing. 
But I think that's part, part of why he feels so free to play. Part of why we feel so free to play is because we know we're safe. We know there's no shame. We know there's no blame. We can try things. I, I think it's one of the things we lose as men the quickest. We learn to compete. We learn to compare. But we actually stop playing. Think about play. Think about when you were just a little boy playing at the beach. No point. Just maybe that would be cool to go do over there. Okay, let's go do that. Footloose and fancy free. I, I can remember sledding back east growing up and how that was just, that's about as good as it gets. Little little snow tube and a, and a good hill and warm cup of cocoa at the end of it. Like just, I belong. I there's nothing to prove. There's nothing to do. I know who I'm playing with. And isn't that incredible? Just think about those times of play, how, how much they bond us together, how, how much they impart a sense of belonging. It's so important that we, we have we have those times of refreshing we can play with. I remember years ago being being on the beach with some guys and playing football and, and doing this with an older guy. That was pouring into my life at that point in time. And I remember seeing the look in his eyes. Like, gosh darn, I miss this. I miss just being out here just playing. See, to remember that I belong. I, there's plenty of responsibility. There's plenty of time to go out and shoulder a load. There's plenty of time to remember how to win. There's plenty of time to remember what I'm here for. But the refreshing of that, the, the actual nature of that... It's about play. It's about pulling a goofy, goofy face at yourself in the mirror. If you are around people that, that always ask you to be doing something, perhaps they don't know how to play. Perhaps they've lost that. Perhaps, if that's the case, then they, they've lost their sense of belonging. They feel like they don't fit in. See, part of one of the things that a father can do, one of the things that I think a father can do most powerfully, say it's safe here. You belong. Go play. Go play. I'm 39 years old. And I'm falling back in love with play. Because it reminds me that I'm part of this global humanity, this global community. And... The neuroscience proves that when you laugh, when you enjoy, when you, the reward system in our brains are designed to cement us to that moment. We, we learn that. We catch that. The third one is, is this profession. Profess. There's a uh, <laughs> scripture. It says, you are my son with whom I am well pleased. You are. You be my son. You belong to me. This, these words, this declaration that can be spoken over us 
it, it cements in me a stability where I, I don't have to run around looking for another set of principles, another environment to fill me up. See, what it actually does, this profession that I receive towards my belonging, not my doing. I know I'm beating this dead horse, but it needs to come back to life. <laughs> when I receive this profession, I don't run around the world looking for what I can get. Because I'm not empty. I'm full. You're my son. I'm pleased with you. Proud of you is what we want to hear. Not, not like proud of your, but I, I would lift you up because you're mine. Because my life got to intersect with your life in some way, shape, or form. I didn't, I didn't hand select my son, Keegan, from all of the potential zygotes. <laughs> he won. <laughs> He's the winner. And there's a way to look at that. Like he, he, he got picked. He chose. He chose to come hang with me. He chose to come be with me. I'm, I'm proud because his last name is, my last name is on his jersey. I'm just proud of him. He doesn't have to do another thing. You know what? I learned this the best. This profession. It wasn't with, with my son Keen. It was my son Callan. My son Callan was in a, a NICU for 21 days. And all he could do was fight to survive. He was born just over a pound. And it's impossible to describe how little he could do. <laughs> he was so premature. He, he was not meant to live almost at all. Let alone the 21 days that we got to spend with him. But I had this almost unearthly sense that he was mine and it was amazing because i couldn't actually do anything for him the doctors the nurses the they they actually could do things for him but there was this real strange thing where i, I had to almost surrender like there's nothing i can do for you right now but and and truly like you know keegan he can run around he can make me smile he can make me laugh even when he was really young he could cuddle into me the cow was just in an isolate. We, could, we couldn't really touch each other without a bunch of tubes. And he couldn't do anything for me either. But you could notice it. People would describe this. Because we had this camera that was on him the whole time. And they could notice that he would calm down when we were near him. You're my son. I love you. I'm pleased with you. You can't do anything for me. I can't do anything for you. But I'm here. This is such gentle work. This is still water. This is a gentle float in our, in our ever-increasing pace of life. It's so important to learn to listen for fathers who have the skill of presence. 
who have the skill of play and who can profess are not afraid, are not stingy with their words, are not stingy with their love, can give without needing return. I think I can begin to do that in my own life because I've received from fathers. My father, who was really, he, he was so proud, and I still feel that to this day. I, he's proud I belonged to him. We have so many great memories as a little boy, but it's funny. One one of my one of my favorites is is him. We we I was this hockey tryout that that I was going to do, and he he kind of he just encouraged me. I was like eight, I think, and he encouraged me to to just work as hard as I possibly could, and I, and I took it. I I trusted him. I took it to heart, and I did. Like it it wasn't. Like it was a breakthrough moment for me. I, I saw what my body could get pushed to, and for whatever I could do with that little eight-year-old frame, I did it. I skated as hard as I possibly could. I didn't stop. I I pushed myself as hard as I could, and I still remember what it felt like walking off that ice, all the sweat pouring down my face, and no one else could see I was crying because I had exhausted myself. I was so at the end of myself. And it, I grew up in a house with five kids. It wasn't like we had a ton of just, you know, penny cash laying around. And it wasn't customary. Like we'd have our own water bottle that we'd bring from home, right? That's what we'd have. But we weren't, we didn't often like buy stuff at the rinks or, and it wasn't, nor, that was normal for us. It wasn't like, but I just remember him walking up at the, at the end of that, at the end of that trout, he didn't say a word. And he just handed me a Gatorade. And it wasn't really about what I did. I could feel it in that moment. It was about that it was my name on, it was his name rather on the back of the jersey while I was doing the best I possibly could. And he was just so proud. He was so proud that I had done the best. And, and, and I know that's a story almost about doing, but I felt like I belonged. Not that I had earned it, but just like, I, I think I could work as hard as I did because I knew he wasn't going to be disappointed regardless, but he had my back. He, 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 he encouraged me to be what I could be. And then he affirmed it with his presence. I have a deep memory around that moment. And I still haven't haven't picked it through. But like I said, this this is not a neatly tied together one, ladies and gents. But it it's can feel so far gone that we might miss it. Oh yeah, that was just what I was supposed to learn when I was a kid. No, 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 no. That's the very foundation from which you build your life. And if you didn't get that, return to sender. Go get that kid. If you can't give him what he needs, go find some people who can. Present. Learn to let someone be with you. Play. Learn to act with joy, without consequence.
I don't mean that you 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 can just throw off the bonds and act irresponsibly and hurt other people. That that's not it. That's not true play. True play is in a space where you just let yourself go. You're in the you're in the sandbox again. And can you receive profession? Can can you let somebody else affirm who you are? Can you receive? Remember, just to circle this whole thing together, tie a knot around this whole sloppy thing. This whole phase of belonging is about receiving. Nothing. Nothing you could do to make us love you any less. And nothing you could do to make us love you anymore. We're just so proud of who you are and the fact that you belong. You'll see that so many of the problems in the later phases come from the fact that this never got cemented. So much of my healing has come in learning both from my sons and from other fathers that I actually belong. I belong when I'm I'm inbounds. I belong when I'm out of bounds. We'll leave it at that. I, I think this one's going to drop some pebbles on some ponds that are going to be really meaningful. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear what people's questions are. I'm excited to hear what people's journeys are around this topic. This has been so meaningful to me to, to give myself permission to explore this presence play, that profession over my life. I hope you're really blessed in this. And I hope you learn how, regardless of where you started, that you belong. You belong. And you always have. Maybe you just can get a different view of that. You can receive a bit more of it. You can get full to the brim. And go start giving the thing in the world that only you could give. That's a beautiful thought. Go be long, man. Till next time.